everyone. Welcome to the Fashion Revolution Show. My, oh, the Fashion Revolution Show by Love Thrift. My name is Angela Higby, and I'll be hosting the show today. Um, today's episode is the first episode that we are ever having, and it is going to be about what fast fashion is. So if you guys are new to the channel, if you didn't see our first video, um, the show is really about the environmental impact of fast fashion, and it's really intended to help educate people about what not only what fast fashion is, but also what its impacts are, what places it's impacted, what places it has actually impacted throughout the world, and also um, in what ways it has caused those impacts. So this whole entire podcast is really just dedicated to learning about how you can be more eco-conscious in your shopping habits when it comes to clothing and accessories. Um, so let's go ahead and dive right into the episode. So what is fast fashion? Um, fast fashion is a growing sector of the fashion industry. Um, traditional fashion used to be four seasons. Um, so you would have, you know, spring, when, spring, summer, fall, and winter. Um, today you have actually, <clears throat> today you have actually 52 different micro seasons, which means that new styles are designed, produced, manufactured, are designed, produced, shipped, and then sold in stores, um, 52 times a year compared to four times every year. Um, so fast fashion is definitely a growing part of the fashion industry. It has begun to actually, um, kind of segue out traditional fashion, which was, um, like I said, it was four seasons. It was four seasons every year, but also clothing used to be made to last. That's why you can find vintage clothing today. And it's still in amazing condition because, um, it was just made really well. It was made out of good quality fabric. It was made, um, with care and, um, with time. It wasn't just like ran through, um, you know, a template and, you know, a lot of what is made today is just, like I said, just very fast. Um, anyway, so fast fashion is a segment of the fashion industry that really just specializes in producing affordable clothing that's manufactured quickly, but it is also not made to last. Most fast, most fast, fast, say that five times fast, fast fashion pieces last on average um, two to five months. So that includes jeans, t-shirts, things like that. Um, which isn't very long compared to the years and years that people were used to getting out of a clothing piece in the past. Um, so, also, um, on our end, like, we're thinking that sounds actually kind of like a really good idea. Um, affordable clothing, you can't beat that. Um, but really, we don't see the repercussions at least out here in the U.S., we don't really see the repercussions of that fashion cycle um, because we're we're sheltered we're sheltered from it for sure by the media. Um, and second of all, there's just really not a lot of people covering um, this topic. It's just really not something that people go into detail about. Um, that said, um, for us, fast fashion sounds amazing, but um, once you start digging into it, you can actually see. The really um, scary repercussions of this kind of fashion cycle. So, diving into it. Fast fashion has 
two types of serious repercussions, at least that I can see. Um, the first one is environmental, and the second one is social. So fast fashion, um, fast fashion's environmental impact is enormous. It's actually the number that the fashion industry is actually. So the fast fashion industry is actually, well, not just fast fashion, but the fashion industry as a whole is actually the number two most pollutive, is that a word? The most pollutive um, industry in the world. It's only topped by big oil in terms of how um, destructive it is to the environment. So fast fashion itself, that segment of the fashion industry is responsible for one fifth of the world's water pollution. Now, a lot of people will say that we are in water scarcity um, or that we have some sort of clean water deficit, which when we think about it, isn't actually true if we are polluting one fifth of the world's clean, well, if one fifth of the world's water pollution, which is quite significant, um, is coming from just one segment of the fashion industry. Um, that's pretty enormous, that's, that's quite huge. Um, now, in addition to the amount of water pollution that we are doing, um, not only fresh water, but we're also polluting the ocean by using, um, with the practices that fast fashion is using. Um, so creating clothing requires a lot of toxic dyes and chemicals in order to condition the textiles, in order to dye the textiles. You know, you don't get bright colors like this without using some sort of dye. Um, and it used to be like, you know, way, way back in the day, they used to like dye things with vegetables, like we've seen vegetable runs, crazy. Um, but today that doesn't happen anymore. It's too expensive to create all natural dyes on a mass scale. And because this industry is so heavily unregulated, a lot of toxic dyes are used often, which would be um, okay. It wouldn't be awesome, but it would be better than the current situation. Um, it would be okay, but because this industry is so heavily unregulated, a lot of the time these factories, after using um, these dyes and chemicals, they literally dump them directly into local water supplies, which as we all know, if you've ever lived next to an ocean, you've seen the sign, um, all drains lead to the ocean, all rivers lead to the ocean, every kind of moving water supply leads to the ocean, and this is how we get some serious dead zones, if you're not familiar with ocean dead zones, we get things like this because we've got so much um, chemicals into the water in that area from, you know, river outlets, essentially. Um, sorry, drop my notes. <laughs> um, from river outlets, essentially. And um, we create these, like, areas in the ocean where, you know, fish just can't live, nothing can really live for so many years because it just becomes so toxic. The environment has become so... Um, unlivable for these marine life creatures that they just can't uh, make it so um and it's not just fashion obviously i mean that's causing the ocean dead zone it's also big oil and farming and um you know and not farming small scale farming but you know huge scale agriculture things like monsanto um operations but anyway um that's off topic um anyway so yeah, so basically these textile mills are just dumping these chemicals directly into local water supplies. Um, there have been reports of people getting seriously ill living in these vicinities of these textile mills, not just because they're drinking the water, but also, well, 
Um, there's there's been stories of people getting extremely ill by these textile mills um, because they use this is local water and it's not like you know the U.S. where we have running water um, underground water supplies into our home and even then it wouldn't be safe our local water supply was toxic. But that said, these people are using water directly from the river that has been literally polluted from dumping toxic chemicals right into it. I mean, we'll put, we'll put pictures up here right now for you to see. Um, that said, um, yeah, so this water issue is enormous. And because um, a lot of this happens in places like India and Pakistan, so few countries have the industry and um, the regulation, the uncorrupted regulation, to actually monitor these situations and stop them from happening. So there's been a lot of um, stories of people getting severely ill, like I'm talking like can't like really serious cancer, like um, autoimmune diseases, um, lung diseases, things like that, from drinking the water and breathing the air that is being pumped um, out of these factories. And so it's a really serious issue: the toxicity of these chemicals that are being used. Um, these factories. It's, it's a very, very serious issue. Um, now, that said, also, um, fast fashion is not is not just um, causing water issues in the sense of dumping toxic chemicals. It is also um, a serious consumer of the world's clean water supply. So, for those of you who don't know, this is one of my favorite statistics. It takes 5,000 of water to manufacture one t-shirt and one pair of jeans. Now those figures might um, be a little bit more or less um, in regards to how many gallons it takes to create those pieces depending on the company that you're talking about and the quality of the clothing, but on average it's about that. Um, now to put that into perspective, 5,000 gallons of water is according to various human humanitarian websites, um, we can put the links for you guys to reference, um, 5,000 gallons of water is enough for one person to drink for a whole year. So that's enough drinking water for one person um, in a whole year. That is pretty eye-opening when we hear complaints about water scarcity. So is water really scarce or are we just using it um, irresponsibly? That's my argument. Um, so also, let's see. Um, in addition to the environmental impact that fast fashion has, and we'll, if something changes, we'll put out another video on the environmental impact. I mean, I'm sure that we're missing something. Fast fashion is such a huge industry. Um, and if you know something that we're missing in regards to environmental um, impact, please comment below um, and please provide a link so that we can update it. And if you have a website, leave your website link so that we can reference you um, on our blog. Um, anyway. So in addition to the environmental impact of fast fashion, it also has a really huge social impact. And this isn't something that we think about very often, um, but it is something that has really struck a chord with me. It really, really bothered me when I started digging deeper into the social impact of fast fashion because um, these factories where this clothing is being made, most people don't realize this, but the average worker is taking home about $1,000 a month and working 16-hour days in some really, really seriously questionable conditions. I'm talking about factories being um, devastatingly close to collapsing, and in some cases, in some very well-documented cases that actually has happened, um, 
So, which we'll talk about in just a second. So these factories are in just terrible condition. Um, places that you or I would never want to work for sure. We walk in there and laugh at the condition of the building, at the hours that we were going to be working per day, and at how much we were going to be paid. So, um, examples of what I'm talking about. Um, One example of these livable conditions that lead to serious, um, serious problems. One example of these ish. One example. One example of these. So, just one example of the condition. So, just one example of how. The disrepair of these factories can impact workers' lives forever. Um, has been shown in multiple factory collapses and fires throughout India, Bangladesh, and Pakistan. Um, maybe not Pakistan. We'll get that out. Um, so there have been actual factory collapses in India and Bangladesh, in which people have actually died and been buried alive and um, families have lost their only income provider. Um, it, it's been a really sad situation. One just um, one such example of this would be in Dhaka, Bangladesh. So a building caved in, one of these factories, right? A factory caved in during work hours because the generator was kicked on and the factory was so weak structurally that um, the generator's vibration from being kicked on actually caused the factory to collapse, the walls buckled and collapsed. And it turned out that this factory had been investigated um, by like the local code guys there, you know, and they told them that this building was in really, really bad shape, that they needed to close it down and get it repaired, otherwise it wasn't gonna make it. Um, but because regulation, I'm assuming because regulation is um, so weak there, I don't want to say that and, you know, comment on how other countries are running their government, but that said, I mean, factories are collapsing, they were just investigated two days later and everybody comes to work and dies. Um, seems like an issue. Um, anyway, so in this factory collapse, everybody went to work, the generator was kicked on, walls started shaking, and the entire building collapsed. It killed 1,000 